about that action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And lastly, we're brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs to bring you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get 5% off at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam. Welcome everyone to About That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Waddy Watnell, joined by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. Today is Tuesday, May 18th. Mark, how we doing? We are ready to talk about basketball, baby. When was oh, the last yeah. time? Oh, when was the yeah. last time we did that? We haven't uh, done the, it all the season. Start, probably the start of the season, right? We, I think we did, uh, I, if I recall correctly, Mark, we did do a... Uh, a start of the season show where we picked some future champion winners. Um, that's right. I took the Mavericks. That's I took right. The Mavs to win that's, it all. And that's hey, right. They made it to the playoffs, that's baby. Right. There we go. Still alive for sure. Um, I was on the Lake Show. We'll get into that a little more uh, in this show. Of course, a uh, little bit of sports news. Speaking of basketball, Mark, I mean, we don't talk much basketball, and we've we've already shared with the listeners. If you're not already aware, we are jumping over to our own feed. We're graduating SGPN school. Top of the class, of course, Mark, just like we were in college. Uh, we look forward to bouncing over to a new feed. We will be simulcasting on both feeds uh, for a few weeks, but the big kickoff will be starting in June, uh, the Euro 2021 tournament. If you've been following our uh, EPL Quick Pick show, you know we've been doing really well in the soccer, and that's been um, a great time for us. We wanted to focus more on the soccer and the fights, so we're going through a podcast rebrand, if you will. We're really excited about it. Big things coming. So that'll be a, a simulcast going on uh, over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for that and more announcements coming. Um, but with that, uh, Mark, we're going to talk basketball for the, the perhaps the last time in a long time. Uh, and in the basketball news, we had what we had the, fall, the Hall of Fame inductions take place over the last week. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Obviously, the big headline was, was Kobe uh, getting accepted into the Hall of Fame and, and some more, you know, uh, really good emotional speeches just about him and his impact on the game. Uh, your reaction to the induction ceremony? Yeah, man, I think being from Southern California, I think we spoke about it on a past episode a while ago, but I actually lived like 10 minutes from where Kobe Bryant lived in uh, in Orange County. So he was kind of like the local celebrity because they all live in L.A., you know, except right. uh, except Kobe. His main residence was, was here, and that, that's actually like – why he died because he would take his helicopter every day to, chopper to practice right yeah every day he would he was doing that for like 20 years right. or 10 15 years whatever it was and so uh 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was big in this community. I, I have friends and stuff like family friends who were friends with the Bryant family. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I'll still have moments where uh, I'm just like a random time in my day. And I'm like, damn, Kobe Bryant died. Like, it's, that's crazy. It's like you forget, right? That's how surreal it was when it happened. So, so 100%. yeah, just his legacy is, is incredible on in the game. So, yeah, it was an awesome ceremony. His wife gave an awesome speech to Vanessa Bryant. That, that was sweet. Kevin Garnett uh, Mike, gets Michael in there. Jordan. Tim Duncan gets in there. Uh, a pretty solid class. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Tim Duncan's hair was hilarious too. <laughs> he's yeah. been rocking. Yeah. Is he? He rocked the buzz cut his entire career. Right, his extremely right. long career. Right. And then he retired and was like, Throwing you know it what? out. <laughs> I'm going dreadlocks. I thought that was, that was hilarious too. Yep. But yeah, awesome, awesome to see those those guys get in. And then uh, there were a couple other coaches too. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I didn't really pay attention to their inductions. I was just like, yep. I didn't know who these people were. Uh, I mean, look, like we've said, we've said before, basketball for us is not exactly a passion, uh, but it's just, it's just a vehicle to make money every now and then in the sports betting world. Right. Speaking of vehicles to make money last week, we did some UFC picks. It's time for financial investing 101. Financial investing 101. Fucking thing sucks. Last week, over at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, it was UFC 262. The lightweight championship of the world was on the line. Up for grabs, the vacant title was. Mark, how'd you do? Well, first I want to preface by saying I only watched the co-main events. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, it came down to it. It was the people's main event, that's for sure. Tony Ferguson. I had stuff going on, and I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and watch three hours of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait for those last two. But we still cashed out at a profit. Uh, Shane Burgos lost, which was one that we felt yeah. really good about. Yeah. He, uh, did he you, did you uh, I don't know if you saw the knockout, but it was uh, it was a delayed knockout, which is extremely Yeah, that rare. was wild. A lot of people calling it a flop. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a flop. If you see... Uh, if you look really close in the replay of it, basically what happened, if you haven't seen the knockout, he gets hit with a... This is in the third the third round, I should mention. So he's already accumulated a ton of damage throughout the fight. Edson Barboza's kind of piecing him up. It's a pretty even fight. Like, they're piecing each other up, really, but we knew the fight was going to be like that, where they just both take a ton of damage, because both those guys always do. Um, but Barboza lands, like, a, a flush right hand on the chin, um, and Burgos kind of, like, takes a step back, but then kind of, like, you know, gets back in his fighting stance, and it looks like he's okay, um, but then his legs just kind of stopped cooperating. But I'm telling you, it was like a full like three or four seconds after the punch landed. So there were like three or four seconds where nothing happened. And then his legs kind of start backpedaling on him. And you can tell, Mark, the reason I think it's not a flop is you can see in his eyes that he straight up does not know what's going on. Like you can see his eyes widen a little bit and you can see the panic like, what what's going on? Why am I going backwards sort of thing? He goes backwards, crashes into the fence. Uh, goes down. Barboza puts a couple finishing punches, uh, punches on him, and that was it. I think he just literally was so had such a strong will, Mark, such a strong will that he did not accept what his body told him. Uh, exactly. When his body said you're knocked out, he was like, "No, I'm not knocked out." And his body basically took a few seconds uh, to actually shut his brain off. That was just a really weird knockout. But yeah, th- these fighters, they've got it worse than anybody because yeah. if they if they go down too soon, people call them soft. Right. If they go down too late. People accuse him of flopping. You got to get knocked out at the perfect time. You can't hesitate at that shit. If you feel it, to all fighters out there listening, if you feel like you just got a big hit, immediately go down and sacrifice it. Or you'll get Don't crucified waste any time. by the unknowing fans. 
yeah, so I don't know. We saw it as a crossroads fight, but I guess uh, Barboza finding some new life in the weight class. So, uh, yeah, props to Barboza getting a, picking up a big win there. But we start we start the main car with a loss, which is tough. And then what, what do we have next? Obviously, Hermanson Shabazian gets postponed. We broke that fight down. It's actually coming up this weekend now. So if you want to go... Go uh, listen to the last show. You'll get a breakdown of that fight. But that one gets postponed, so we don't end up having any action on it. But we did have action on Caitlin Chukagian. Uh, we both picked Chukagian, who uh, <laughs> you said what you said the f- most boring fighter in UFC history or something like that. Um, I was just passing along the message. That's what everyone else was saying. <laughs> But uh, I understand yeah. now why now. Right. She, she came, she fought, she won. Nothing really crazy <laughs> Let's happened. Move <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, she cashed at minus 140 for us. Uh, we both uh, were on the Benil Dariush train. Tony Ferguson gets dominated on the ground, which not too many people expected. We thought he might get pieced up on the feet, but he gets dominated on the ground. Dariush just decides that he realized he had an advantage there, and he just kept him there all three rounds and it wasn't the most exciting fight. Um, but people were clearly bummed for Tony Ferguson. Cause that was, uh, that was a big one to lose, um, for him. What do you think? What do you think? What do we do with Tony now? What, what happens to Tony now? You give him someone even farther, even farther back, right? He has to slide significantly down the rankings. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, is that three losses in a row? That's three in a row. Yep. That's yeah. Three in a row. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's clear Oliveira is going to get the belt. Michael Chandler. I mean, we'll talk about that in a second too. But I mean, you're not going to tell me that that uh, that Tony Ferguson is better than Michael Chandler. I will not accept right. that. Right. And obviously, we've got McGregor in there, Justin Gaethje too, and now Dariush also. I mean, you. I I think. I mean, if we pulled up the UFC rankings, I mean, where would you put Tony Ferguson in that lightweight division? I mean, is he even in the top ten anymore? Like, right. are we going to so, let that legacy so many... carry him even further? Yeah, I'll say if you matched him up with pretty much anyone in the top ten, I think he'd be a dog. Uh, the betting lines would put him as a dog. I, I think, um, yeah, I think there's they just updated such a... him to six. Yeah, I know, six, but that's which I just... knew would happen. I said I said McGregor was going to get a bump if Ferguson lost. <laughs> and he but six, six is six still six bigger. is still like I understand he was up there, up there. But six, like y- you probably will agree with me. There's just an absolute murderer's row of guys, especially in the lightweight division, going all the way through the rankings up to 15. And I wouldn't pick Tony to beat really any of them. I think it's just the new age of MMA is better than the older age. And he's kind yeah, of I mean, look the at door. the guys behind him. You have Dos Anjos. He's not better than him. He's right. not better than Dan Hooker. He's not right. better than Paul Felder. He's for sure not better than Islam Makachev. I guess the yeah. conversation is yeah. like when you get into like the 11 through 15 spot. I think that's where he's going to sit in. But right. yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, he's not getting a title shot ever again. So rest yeah. in peace. Great career. Great Dar- guy. Dude, Dariush, him, but... Dariush, if he was just a little bit more marketable, <laughs> we'd be talking about him way yeah, more. Yeah, well, we, we have to talk about this because Dariush, like, he didn't just, like, come out and win. Like, that was, like, a very thorough yes. dominating. Yes, it was. It was. It, it was, I mean, it was a lot similar to Oliveira's win over Ferguson when you think about it. Just ground control, got him in a submission. He actually uh, popped uh, Tony's knee in a heel hook submission and kind of literally the same thing that Oliveira did with the arm bar where Tony didn't tap he didn't tap again um so it was very very similar to Oliveira's performance over Ferguson so a very impressive one that I feel like is totally being overlooked just because Tony is the storyline and Tony's the bigger name and like I just mentioned uh Darius just is kind of a quieter guy and that shouldn't it shouldn't impact how much we talk about you and, and your your ability in the sport but unfortunately in the fight business 
uh, the guys that are a little bit more marketable and out there seem to get more attention. And Benil Dariush, a guy that's flown under the radar, I guess finally making a run towards the top? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's reflected in the fact that Dustin Poirier had the opportunity to fight for the belt. Right, and didn't. And he chose McGregor instead, who's, in, who's now fifth at the time with sixth in the fighting, in the ranking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it all comes down to marketing at the end of the day. It's like they got to make people want to watch a fight. I mean, like if you had Justin Gaethje fighting Darius, which very well could be a matchup at some point. That would be cool. Rank number two and three. Like, they're just like two quiet, nice guys, like whatever. <laughs> not saying it wouldn't be a great fight. I'm just saying, you know, it's yeah. not exactly, it's not as uh, flashy of a fight as right. somebody right. Uh, that you look at elsewhere on this list. Even like Tony Ferguson, people just love to watch yep. him fight. Yep. Don't think we're going to see him uh, headlining anytime soon. No. Though. Uh, definitely. And then, of course, uh, in the main event, the title fight, uh, you had Oliveira, I had Chandler. Um, I was maybe about three or four seconds or one or two punches, depending how you look at it, uh, away from cashing that plus money ticket. So that was very unfortunate. Chandler clips Oliveira, puts him down in the first round, uh, survives um, Oliveira on his back, um, literally seconds away from putting him away when he, when he put him down there. And Oliveira used some good head movement on, his, uh, on the ground and then pulled guard. And then uh, just Chandler couldn't quite finish him off. And uh, after round one, uh, we're thinking, all right, great. Michael Chandler had a great first round, definitely won it. Uh, he's in control of this fight. And then, boom, gets clipped with a left hook right at the beginning of round two. Oliveira puts him down. And uh, he tries to get away but gets hit with some uh, follow-up shots. Uh, referee jumps in. That is all she wrote. Oliveira, the lightweight champion. The dark horse. Speaking of guys that are, I hate to say it, but are not super duper marketable. Uh, Charles Oliveira, the new 155 uh, champion. Very, very interesting fight. Congrats to you, Mark, on cashing that ticket. I have to give uh, the props where it's due. I was on Chandler. Um, I will be you betting Chandler again. I'll be betting Chandler that was, again. Yeah, that was wild. I, I could not believe that Charles Oliveira survived that barrage of punches that he was taking on the ground. I right. mean, he was in the fetal position. <laughs> I was just waiting for the ref to dive in. So props right. to the ref for not coming in too early because yep. Oliveira somehow rebounds, yep. not yep. only to keep fighting, but to win shortly thereafter was incredible. Yep. Yep. But I definitely think Michael Chandler proved to us that what he did to Dan Hooker was not a fluke, and uh, he definitely deserves to be... I'd say in that top seven range of this lightweight division for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I will say I, I might disagree with you on the Charles Oliveira marketing play. I think uh, really? obviously he doesn't speak English, so that's huge. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that guy's been dressing up a lot nicer lately, and he's for sure been, <laughs> he's for sure been whitening his teeth. Holy shit. His teeth are white, a blinding white. He had, he had a glow up for sure, and he dyed his hair. He's got the bleached hair now. Yeah, he definitely had a glow up. That's that's. A good he point. hears your complaints. He he he's <laughs> gonna. He knows what he's got to do. So I, I would hold that thought just just for a uh, moment. Who do you think is gonna be his next fight? Though is the question. Uh, I think Connor will be his next fight. Um, I think Connor. Well, unless Poirier. So you think you're saying McGregor beats Poirier right. in July and then fights Oliveira like end of the year? Correct. Yep. That's okay. my, yeah, I can get on board with that. That's my prediction. Uh, all right, that was UFC 262, and now Mark. Uh, we jump over to basketball, uh, the NBA play-in tournament. What the hell is it? Mark, can you explain? So basically, the NBA decided this year that just getting in the top eight was not going to be enough <laughs> to make the playoffs as it was in the past. 
mixed reviews on that. We can talk about that in a second. But mm. for those that don't know, basically the format is this. One-off basketball, which is something I actually like about this because instead of a series, I mean, there's no other time in basketball where you see one game decides it, right. you know? Right, Unless it's like comes down to the end of the season. But I'm talking like everything yeah, yeah, else yeah. aside, this is this is it, right? So basically, they're doing this for the East Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. You have a match between 9 versus 10 seeds. So however they finish in the regular season, seed 9 plays seed 10. All right, follow me here. This is where it gets interesting. You lose, you go home. You're done. All right? You win, you get into the next round. Who do you play in the next round? That's the winner of 7 versus 8, right? So the 7th seed plays the 8th seed. Okay. Whoever wins that match, they go in as the 7th seed to the playoffs in that division or in that conference, right? And then the loser of that game plays the winner of 9 versus 10 for the 8th seed. Interesting. Okay. So theoretically, the 10 seed could beat the 9 seed and then... Beat whoever and beat whoever the uh, winner, the loser of the seven versus eight right, matches, right. and the tenth seed could go in as the eighth seed, right? Right. Ten so could, the, ten could become eight. I see. Exactly. It's it's pretty unlikely, and especially in these one-off games, yeah, right? Yeah. But well, you actually, never know. I guess, yeah, exactly. It's like you could argue that a one-off maybe is to the advantage because it's like right. look at a ten seed versus like, like imagine like the Spurs are the tenth in the West and the Lakers are the seventh, right? Yeah. So imagine that the Lakers lost their first match to the Warriors and the Spurs beat the Grizzlies. You know, you're never going to take the Spurs to beat the Lakers over the course of a series. But in a one-off game, you never know. Anything's you know, possible. It, so so people have been kind of complaining because they're saying, hey, however you finish in the season, that should just be it. You know, you should yeah. you shouldn't if you finish seventh, you should get the seventh seed. You know, there shouldn't be any any more debate about it. But obviously, at the end of the day, this is all about money. Yes. That's why we're talking about it here yes. is to make money. Yes. That's why the NBA executives show up to work is to make money. So yes. they squeezed a couple extra games. <laughs> they, they squeezed a couple extra games out of this money horse and they're not going to stop beating it until it's dead. <laughs> so here we have the NBA playoff tournament. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on on having this little extra extra bit of drama to get into the playoffs? Uh, I'm 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 down with it. It sounds good. Um, I kind of like like you said. I've we've never had really the chance to have a a game where it's just one game so important. You know, uh, usually you get all these these series matchups. Um, so I'm I'm down I'm down for it. Um, I do understand the angle of of it should just be however your season went. So I think it's to the advantage, as you mentioned earlier, it's to the advantage of the uh, the lower seeds or, or I guess the higher seeds, the the worst teams, the teams with the worst records have a chance here to pull off literally two games. Uh, they could get two upsets back to back and all of a sudden they're they're in in. You know what I mean? You can go from a 10, a 10 seed to an eight seed with just two games. So I think it's to the advantage of the dogs, um, but I'm OK with that. I, I, to be honest, I'm not. NBA is fine, whatever. Like I'll I'll watch the playoffs, um, but I, I have no sort of like deep passion for like who should end up in what seed or whatever. Um, that's just how I feel about it. Do you? Wow, do you like- Kyle Watnall with a passionate, <laughs> a passionate defense of the playing tournament. My emotions are jacked up. I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm there. Are, are you are you are you pro playing or are you anti playing? I mean, we'll wait and see. We we had a similar situation last year just because of the COVID bubble and everything. So this is really like the first time we're doing it with a regular season. So I don't want I don't want to jump out too early. I'm I'm always going to take the player side and say the less games the better for them because you want to keep them healthy at the end of the day. 
But at the same time, you know, teams have injuries in the middle of the season, you know, down the stretch, and that can tank their their position in the standings. Uh-huh. So, like for a team like the Lakers, for example, like if 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 LeBron had been injured a little bit sooner, they would have gone from the number one team all the way, could have dropped all the way down into like the tenth seed. You know, they were on such a slide. That's true. So it, it's kind of a way for the NBA to like have a little bit of an insurance policy. Yeah, there. totally, totally. I I think I I am mostly on the side of the players saying we that. Are against it you know we, we don't want to have a plan tournament I think the season is the season and you're dealt what you're dealt you get what you get but I understand that there can be advantages to it that that you can have teams that maybe slipped up for reasons slightly out of their control from the, uh, for from them the to entertainment from the entertainment perspective it makes it's it's a very smart play like you just mentioned it's an insurance policy for teams like the Lakers who have been on a slide uh, it's an insurance policy for them to get back in the in the mojo right right for playoff time and then it's also a chance to have some, you know, exciting matchups. Like, obviously, we've seen the highlights over the past couple of days of Steph Curry just all of a sudden just dropping bombs from three again and, you know, getting the Warriors back in the picture. So, yeah, I, I see the entertainment value. You have some teams that were on the fringe that now have a, a huge game and a, and a chance to get some really exciting finishes. And then you also have, um, you know, the, the teams like the Lakers who can kind of get back, get back in the groove of things. So without further ado, Mark, let's jump into it. I am no NBA expert. I know you're into it a little bit more than I, but I will try my best Mark uh, to make some money with you now over the next few days for the NBA play in tournament. What's the first matchup? We've got the Hornets and the Pacers, Hornets plus 130 dogs, Pacers minus 150 favorites. Uh, this game is going to be played today. Um, the spread is three points, so it's coming up quick here, Mark. What's your pick on this one? I was actually surprised to see this line here. So if you're seeing this uh, before the match tips off, I would highly recommend that you bet on the Hornets. All right, The Pacers are a team that have a lot of injuries. They just announced another one today. I mean, I want to say it's like five of their six like main players are all out right now mm. and the one who isn't Sabonis you know excellent shooter he's been carrying the team largely yeah, lately Sabonis Sabonis yeah yes yeah he's got a left quad injury too <laughs> he's going to play he's listed at day to day he's going it's a one off game he's going to play but he's not going to be at 100% right and so I, I, this is just far from a full-strength Indiana Pacers team. You match that with how they've been doing down the stretch. They play this very aggressive defensive style. They love to press the floor as early as possible, as often as they can. And that's kind of come back to hurt them, too. Uh, if you look at their score lines recently, right, in like the last 20 games or so, they're having a lot of points conceded. I mean, I'm talking like losses where they're letting up 120 to 100, in the 120s and 130s consistently, right? And then you match that with a Hornets team. Obviously, their big name right now is LaMelo, LaMelo. Ball. I, I like LaMelo Ball. This is going to be the first time we see him wow. in a big, high-pressure situation. And I'm here for it. I like the kid's attitude. He's really smooth on and off the court. I think he's not going to cave to the pressure here. And I see the space afforded by the high press. Uh, I think he's going to be able to take advantage of that along with Terry Rozier. Obviously, they're breaking, missing Breaking Gordon. news, were, Mark. Breaking what's up? News. Uh, Karis Levert. That's what I was saying. Yeah, oh, he, they okay, just okay. announced he was injured. Right. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Bra- that's breaking news, Mark. You got to say that's, that's breaking in the last yeah, 45 no, I, minutes here. I, you, you're up I to date. That, you're up to speed. Yeah. I saw that right before we turned. Nothing, right nothing before gets we started past recording. Mark. Nothing gets past Mark. No breaking news. Never mind. You continue. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you know, thought you were on. 
that's the most recent in a host of injuries for the Pacers. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if the line adjusted. I personally got it at plus 130. Nice. Um, I think what props it up is obviously the veteran and the uh, best player for the Hornets is Gordon Hayward. He's out. I mean, that guy just can't can't catch a break lately. No. Lately, somebody told well, him to break. Caught, he like, caught, he got one. He never... I was gonna say he caught one break uh, when he when he fell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he, he said, fell, "Hey Gordon, break, break a leg, <laughs> break a leg, Gordon," and he took it too literally. <laughs> yeah, he's out, so he's not gonna be playing. But I think I definitely think that the Hornets have enough here, uh, especially at plus money. So I'm gonna take him at plus one thirty. The spread is uh, plus three, but I think you're better off taking the plus money here. I'm with you as well. I will be on the Hornets for this one. Uh, the LaMelo ball hype train uh, must get its first playoff experience here. I think that would be cool to see. I think the Hornets, um, just an exciting team. They've been fun. I mean, we've seen their highlights uh, throughout the season, partially because their highlights have been really good and partially because of their ridiculous announcers. You've probably heard that, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys make some headlines for sure. Uh, just a fun team to watch. Uh, and as you mentioned, with the injury concerns for the Pacers, uh, it kind of makes sense here to go ahead and take a plus money opportunity uh, and take the dogs here. And, and a team that's really fun to watch, um, finally getting a big spot game here. Um, as you mentioned, a big spot for for LaMelo. We'll see if he shows out. I think he's the type of guy that uh, thrives in these pressure spots. I mean, we haven't seen a playoff result from him yet, but just just the how he came into the league and how he looked uh, with the spotlight on him, he's looked fantastic. So I'll go ahead and back him here as well for the Hornets at plus 130, but that line might have shifted since then. Uh, second game in the play-in tournament, the Washington Wizards plus 105 take on the Celtics, uh, minus 125 favorites. That game is later this afternoon slash evening. Uh, the spread is two points here. What do you like? This is a tough one for me, Kyle, because I come from a Boston sports family, mm. right? Families from back east over there and. uh in Boston, not not like most people who are out just outside of Boston say it's Boston. I'm talking Boston, oh, Boston. Boston, so. Boston. Big Celtics fans in my family, along with you know the Red Sox, Patriots, and all that. But I got to take the Wizards here. I got to take the Washington Wizards. Wow. Plus 105. They're an underdog here. Look, this is one of those crossroads matches, right? The Celtics have been in an absolute slide. They've yes. got three wins in their last ten games, and if you look at since April 1st. The Celtics are 13 and 11, right? So they're they're just a little bit above average. But the Wizards, whereas are the hot. Wizards are 17 and nine. Yeah, they're hot right now. Yeah. Uh, and they're and here's the thing about the Celtics in that 13 11 stretch. The majority of that they had Jalen Brown, who some would argue is their best player, along with Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker to make up their. Uh, I wouldn't call it a big three, uh, a medium large three, right? Jalen Brown's out. He's not going to be playing today. He's injured. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, and since he's been out, you know, that's when they've got the three wins in their last 10. So they, they've been on an absolute slide. And on the other hand, the Wizards are trending in the opposite direction. Actually, in the last 20 games of the season, this stat here was surprised me, but the Wizards have had a top 10 defense overall in the last 20 games of the season. So I think without Jalen Brown, I, I just don't think that Tatum and Kemba Walker can do it on their own. And when you combine the fact that West, Russell Westbrook, a guy with a chip on his shoulder, obviously an elite player with Bradley Beal, who, uh, I mean, he's not he's not going to be the MVP this year, but he, he put himself in the conversation at one point. Those guys have a lot of momentum going forward. Uh, I, I just don't see, I don't see why the Wizards would, would drop this game. I think their defense is going to do enough uh, for Westbrook and Beal combined to uh, put up enough points to get the win here. 
All right, um, Mark, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the other side of the coin on this one. I'm going to take the Celtics. Yes, you just broke down a lot of good reasons. Uh, Wizards, the plus money team opportunity here. Wizards, the team that's in way better form. Uh, they're coming off you know, a lot more wins. The Celtics have been on a slide, as you said. But kind of the, the, the reason behind them, why I'm making this pick, I feel like it's a little bit of a trap game where – it feels like everyone is kind of on the Wizards. Everyone's talking about the Wizards in this spot uh, and how it's an opportunity to make plus money. But there's a reason why they're dogs. And I think that reason is Bradley Beal and his hamstring issue and him not being 100%. There's also, Mark, the home team advantage angle. The Celtics will be at home for this game. I mean, it's a, it's a hugely important one. Uh, you've got Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker who are just going to be picking and rolling all night long. Um I think with Bradley Beal's slight health concern, uh, those two are going to have a big night together, and they can have an opportunity here to get some offense going. A um, little scared of Russell Westbrook, but anyway, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Celtics here for the sake of uh, being controversial on the podcast and going against you for one, uh, while also just taking the home team here. Uh, and it just feels like a little bit of a trap, Mark, a little bit of a trap. One team's on a slide. One team's on the rise. Everyone's on the wizards. I'm going to go ahead and take the other side, uh, and expect the, uh, kind of a surprise, a surprising win for the Celtics, despite them being favorites. Your reaction to that? That's fair, but I'm also, I'm eyeing the potential first round matchup between the Brooklyn Nets and the Washington Wizards. Mm. We could see Kevin Durant and James Harden oh, yes. against Russell Westbrook. That would be excellent. That. That's basketball drama at that its finest. And I, I guarantee you that Russ is looking at that matchup too and That's saying, fair. hey, yeah, I'm circling this there. on the calendar. We're getting there. <laughs> With Bradley Beal fully, fully healthy or not, I'm still going to bet on Westbrook right. to get this win here at plus money. I like it. Uh, look, Let's see. Tomorrow... Uh, looking at the matchups for tomorrow in the play-in tournament, we've got the Spurs plus 140 dogs. They take on the Memphis Grizzlies minus 165 favorites. The spread is set at four points. Mark, John Morant, you on team John Morant? I am. I Me love too. watching that guy play. He's, yeah, he's a superstar a, in sweet. the making. But it is it is tough in these one-off games to bet against a legendary coach like a Popovich. That's you true. know what I mean? That's true. That's true. I, I look at that and I say, yeah, obviously over the course of the series, I would probably take the Grizzlies. They are young. They are a bit inexperienced. But, I mean, I, I, I think the Spurs are just they're just not up to the level of them. If you look at the three games they played against each other this season, the Spurs, they did win one of those games, right? But they allowed 119, 129, and 133 points in each of those matchups against the Grizzlies this season the Grizzlies actually down the stretch their defense improved a lot they've got the seventh best ranked defense in the league so I think as long as the Grizzlies can get similar to what they did over the season against the Spurs you know get into that 120 point range which I totally think they can uh, I think I, I I just don't think that DeMar DeRozan obviously the main scorer for the Spurs I don't think they have enough firepower supporting him uh, against a defense of this caliber to, to get a win in a one-off game it is possible at the end of the day that a legendary coach like Popovich uh, puts up a master class and it could be a close match for that reason I'm not going to take the spread which I normally would if it was okay. a different coach uh, I'm just going to take the money line here but all right I I, 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 that's the only thing I could see is that, you know, Popovich pulls some magic <laughs> out of his ass. But I mean, he's dealing, I mean, 
I mean, look, the Spurs have been terrible down the stretch. For the analytics guys out there, they've got a they've got the sixth lowest net rating in the entire league at right. a minus seven point nine. The other teams below them are all the teams at the bottom of the standings yeah. that are just trying to tank for the for the best lottery pick. So, I mean, effectively, the Spurs, I'd say, are the worst team in the entire uh, bracket for, for the both plan. conferences. I just don't see them having enough to get the job done here. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Grizzlies here. John Morant's the best player on the floor. Um, they're a younger team, maybe slightly more inexperienced. So there's the worry that they're going to shoot. I mean, they shoot a ton of floaters. I mean, John Morant included, but the team just shoots a ton of floaters. There's a, lo- a slight concern that, you know, you know those nights happen and, and where those shots, those types of shots just aren't landing, and you're hoping that this isn't one of those nights because obviously it's just hugely important. It's a, it's a win and you're in scenario or lose, you leave. So uh, that being said, I just feel like they made some noise in the playoffs last year. They had a heartbreaking loss. I think they're going to want to get back into those uh, those big high-pressure situations. They're a young team that's going to keep climbing, I think, uh, in the next few years. And um, with under the leadership of John Morant as he kind of continues to develop into a superstar, and I, I see this uh, as an opportunity to take them uh, to get to get a big win over the Spurs. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Grizzlies as well. Let's see. Last and final one, perhaps the one I'm looking forward to most, Mark, tomorrow. The uh, Golden State Warriors are plus 165 dogs. They go in to take on the Los Angeles Lakers, the defending champs who are priced at minus 195. The spread, four and a half points for this one. Boy, Steph and LeBron uh, brings back memories of uh, his run with the Cavs against the uh, Warriors and the great games that came from that. Um, what do you like in this one, and what are you looking forward to most from this uh, this this game? You know, it's. It, I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, the history between these yeah. two players. Probably the number one and two players in the league. I mean, we'd be talking about which one of them's the MVP had had mm-hmm. LeBron not been hurt. But I think uh, I think you got to concede to Steph. I want to say LeBron actually said Steph deserves the MVP this year too. Mm. The difference between the Cavs Warriors matchups is that the Warriors no longer have Kevin Durant, no longer have Clay Thompson, Draymond Green hasn't really been able to fill the shoes of a, a big three or a big two that he that he's needed to. I mean, the, their defense has improved a lot over the course of the season, but it's not the same level. And LeBron, he was doing a lot of it. I mean, I don't want to say alone, but I mean, I would say that Anthony Davis is a big step up from uh, Kevin Love or J.R. Smith, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think LeBron has got more with him and Steph Curry has less. Obviously, it, it's it's a it's a seesaw, right? Because LeBron's team is now better than Steph's team, but LeBron is out of form with his injury. We don't know what we're gonna get out of him. Whereas Steph Curry has just been lighting up the league, it is dragging this yeah. dragging this Golden State Warriors team, kicking and screaming into the playoffs. They said, Steph, we want to go home. He's not on my watch. And he's just been absolutely incredible. I actually uh, was in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. I was at the Warriors game against the Kings. Okay, it was my first indoor sporting event nice. since. Uh, since yeah. COVID, which was awesome. And the Warriors yeah. won on the back of Steph Curry putting up like, I want to say he put up like 40 points. Right. He was literally dropping shots from just in front of the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely insert. It was, it was awesome to get I to mean, watch. A Steph Curry with nothing to lose is a scary Steph Curry because you know he's just going to be, he's going to take so many shots in this game. And if he's on, which we all know he, he can get on like literally no other player in the world. Uh, things could get very interesting if he starts hitting some streaks of threes, uh, and the Lakers start getting frustrated, man, this could be, this could be like the matchup of the, of the play in, uh, tournament agreed. 
Definitely. I will say, though, I am going to take the Lakers, and I am going to take them to cover the spread. I, I think oh, they wow. end up winning this game by like six or seven okay. or eight points. Okay. Uh, high single digits. Look, at the end of the day, I think LeBron LeBron is smart, right, With especially when it comes to his body and his health. They gave him extra rest time. They said, hey, we're going to slide into the play-in tournament without him. I think that was the smart choice, though. I think the Lakers look at any one-off matchup that they could fa- face in this play-in tournament. Uh, whether it's the Warriors or whoever, you know, I think they look at that and they say we're going to beat that team. Yeah. And I honestly think they're confident enough to say, hey, if we get the seventh seed, like we're, we'll we'll play against whoever ends up in that two seed over the course of a series, you know. So I, I like the Lakers in a one off here. I think LeBron, while he hasn't played in a long time, I think he's coming back pretty close to 100 percent. And I don't even think you need him at 100 percent to get a win against the Warriors at yep. the end of the day. This is the Lakers we're talking about. They were the favorites to win the championship here. They held on to that stat line all the way until LeBron's injury where they slid. But, hey, LeBron's playing, right? Yep. LeBron's playing whether we he's like back. it or not. I don't care if LeBron's at 60%. I'll still take the Lakers yeah. to win. Yep. But I think he's going to be, like, not maybe not 100, but definitely as close to it as he needs to be. Like, definitely, like, 90 95% health, if I had to guess, yep. based on based on LeBron and how meticulous he is with his recovery and uh, just with, with keeping himself healthy especially after an injury. Definitely. So I think in a one-off game, don't bet again. It's tough to bet against Steph in the form he's in, but it's harder to bet against LeBron. I think the Lakers are going to end up winning this game, uh, and I think they're going to cover. So I'm going to take them at the spread. I like it. Uh, I'll just take them straight up on the money line. I think uh, as entertaining as it would be to see the Warriors uh, win this game and uh, see Steph just go nuts from three, I think, uh, yeah, it's just a much... Much deeper squad. They're they're meant to be uh, moving on here, um, and it is an exciting matchup to see them play the Warriors. But they're just uh, they're definitely the better team. So, also Mark, of course, I I did pick the Lakers to go back to back on our first NBA show of the uh, season. So I have to back them here in this spot and hope that they can continue that quest uh, towards another title. So we're both on the Lakers for that last and final matchup of the play-in tournament. Uh, Mark on the spread, myself on the money line. Before we close out the show with the Lock Dog Parlay, a quick word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 in a risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even the NBA all-time greats have missed buzzer beaters with the game on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short with your wife's game on the line, that's perfectly okay. But if it is bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com SGP. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. 
We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. Their Fantasy Best Ball Mania 2 tournaments are some of the best around, including their Best Ball Mania 2, where you can win $1 million. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlaying player props for the MLB, the NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoff best ball tournament coming up as well. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter that Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win $1 million. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And lastly, we're brought to you by Odds Jam. Look, if you're a sharp better, you need to sign up with Odds Jam. They do your line shopping for you and find the best prices on all bets, including player props. Odds Jam even provides arbitrage opportunities where you can bet on both sides of a line at two different shops to guarantee a profit. How is that legal? Odds Jam also <laughs> tailors itself to whatever betting market you're currently in. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam and use promo code SGP for 5% off. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam, promo code SGP for 5% off. Just like that, we're back. It's time to close out the show with the Lock Dog Parlay. When we go to gamble, we go to lose subconsciously. I'm still alive. All right. That's the Lock Lock Dog Parlay. All right, Mark. The first ever NBA play-in tournament, a historic pick uh, for Mark's lock. So make it a good one. Who are you taking? My lock's going to be the Lakers on the money line. What are they yeah. sitting at right Me there? Too. Minus 195. I'm taking them on the spread, but I'll double down on them with the money line okay. as well. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's my lock as well. Sorry to copy you there. I think the Lakers are the safest bet on the board as the odds reflect. Mark your dog. My dog is going to be the Hornets. Look, I had two dogs that you could have chose from this yes, week. The Hornets at plus 130 versus the Pacers and the Wizards at plus 105 versus the Celtics. But I, I, I liked your reasoning for why the Celtics could pull off a win here. Yeah. I think that's the closer matchup. So if I had to if I had to pick a dog for this right. week, uh, I'm definitely going to take the Hornets. I was very surprised to see the plus 130 line mm. uh, against a bruised and battered Pacers team, to say the least. So I'm going to take the Hornets at plus 130. I like it. Uh, I am... Also on the Hornets at plus 130 as my dog. Obviously, I took the Celtics uh, in that one matchup we disagreed on. So I only have one dog to choose from, and that is the Hornets at plus 130. Mark your parlay. For my parlay, I'm just going to take the money line of all four games. <laughs> a classic four, a classic four-game parlay. We've been saying that those are the best, right? That's that's the advice you've been yes, given. Yes, yes, Mark. Yep. What do you got? So we got two two plus monies in there. It's the Hornets plus 130, the Wizards plus 105, the Grizzlies minus 165, and the Lakers at minus 195, and that's going to cash out at plus 998. So basically, plus a thousand dollars. We got a four-figure parlay on the line. Uh, and okay. we'll see how it goes. What are you going to do? I'm going to go uh, safe parlay as usual. Grizzlies minus 165. Lakers minus 195. Take those two money lines for a plus 134 payout. Uh, quite a boring parlay compared to yours. You could easily throw in. I would say a good parlay would oh, honestly be to, to parlay here all the money lines except Wizards versus Celtics. <laughs> you feel the most sketched out by that matchup? Is that what you're saying? I might change the Hornets money line to my lock. <laughs> the plus money lock. Definitely, uh, definitely some interesting uh, matchups in the play-in tournament, so be sure to tune in. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. You can subscribe, rate, review. Visit me at BetOnKyle on Twitter. 
at the SGP Network on Twitter. Visit sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Rebrand coming soon to the show. We're looking forward to it. Any last words for Mark before we close out the show for the week? Keep your eyes on the new feed. It's coming in a matter of days. Don't forget to check it out. See you then.